Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott with you now on Oilers Now. It is the Oilers and Penguins tonight. Penguins without Sid the Kid. He's uh, recovering from uh, core muscle surgery. Still going to be an absolutely delightful affair tonight. It always is when Pittsburgh is in town. We'll hear much more on that coming up with today's headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Bob Stopper in conversation with Louis DeBrusque. Well, Louis, a big challenge tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, the Pittsburgh Penguins in town. Uh, the Oilers had an interesting road trip. They played about as well as you could against yeah. Dallas for 55 minutes and had to hang on. Uh, I think they got showed how far they got to come as an organization against St. Louis. They got boxed out of that game a bit, but then had a late push, almost had a chance to seal it. Tonight, they play a Pittsburgh team without five regulars, including Sidney Crosby, and all this team does is they keep on winning. <laughs> how do they do it? You watch these guys once in a while. How does Pittsburgh keep winning games? Well, they keep winning games because of exactly what you're talking about. They have an identity, and they have a a system that this team has bought into for years. They've won two Stanley Cups in a row four year, uh, in the last four years. Three years ago and four years ago, respectively. But that, that trickles down into your lineup. You learn how to play the right way. And you said it exactly that I thought the last two games for Edmonton, they go in and play in tough buildings. Dallas has always been a difficult building for them. They go in there and play a real sound road game. They get great goaltending. They finish it off. They find a way to win. And they almost came back and tied that game in St. Louis in a very tight, hard-checking game. Their goaltender stood in his head again. They're getting excellent goaltending. But those are those are the types of games that you have to have. And I hate to say it, but you have to lose sometimes to understand how difficult it is to win in this game, especially against good teams that play that way. That is, that is exactly... That St. Louis team is exactly what the Edmonton Oilers are trying to become. Now, they have better top-end players than that team, but the depth, the way they grind, the way they work, their back end is phenomenal. I'm going to give them that right now. But it's the way they play the game. They never really get out of the structure, and they lean on you, and they push you until eventually you break. Sometimes you just got to stick with it. A year ago at this time, St. Louis was last. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. We always felt they were a better team than yeah, we were, yes, though. Yes, we always yes. felt they were better. No Sidney Crosby tonight, so the fans get ripped off a bit because we don't get Crosby versus McDavid. But I want to talk a bit about the goaltending. It is going to be Mike Smith tonight based on the morning skate, uh, Louis. but uh, Miko Koskinen gave Edmonton two great starts on the road. And I think that's probably why, if you look after the game, especially against St. Louis, why you're more disappointed after a loss like that when your goaltender gives you that type of performance. And I know from a, being a former player, when your goaltender stands on his head, you want to try and do everything you can to try and make sure that you're giving him that run support. And you, listen, a 2-1 game, that's a tight hockey game. Um, it's, it was a great game. It really was. You know what? It was a battle and it was a grind and every single loose puck was hard to fight for and that's the kind of game you like to see. But yes, 
no question Miko Koskinen has found his game. It looks early on that Mike Smith is going to start tonight. He had a terrific performance the last time these two teams met this year. 51 saves in that shootout win, uh, overtime win, sorry, with Dreisaitl scoring the overtime. So I, I see why they could throw him in a game like this. He's got a good kind of karma going against the Pittsburgh Penguins. See if that can follow up. Uh, another thing that we're seeing here in the morning skate today, uh, and you know we, we never lie to you, we're, we're pre-taping this obviously. You can hear the players on the ice, but uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Connor McDavid and Zach Gaskin, yeah. Leon Dreisaitl centering his own lines. We have not seen a lot of Nugent Hopkins and McDavid together this year. We haven't. We saw it last year through more, more stretches of the season. Especially at the start. Yeah, and he, and he had a terrific year. So I think this is more for Nuge, to be honest with you. This is more for the depth. Um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins plays a lot of minutes. He plays, plays a lot of hard minutes. I think they want to give him some help as well. And this will be a nice little change for him. And again, it's always kind of... Uh, something that could be changed on the fly. I think Dave Tippett has said that all year long. If guys are going, he's going to switch lines up. He's going to make sure that he's got the right guys on the ice at the right time when he can. Uh, but this will be a nice little change, I think, for Nugent Hopkins. And listen, he's been dealing with an injury to the wrist that we all know about, to the hand. So face-offs become a problem. Shooting becomes a problem. He, you know, So putting him on the wing, maybe that's a little bit less of a responsibility down low for him. I've talked to him in the past about that. It's harder to dictate the play when you are a winger, but the one thing is when you're playing with Connor McDavid, you're not worried about play getting dictated because he usually does that just nicely. We're joined right now by Louis Dabrowski. He's our headliner today for touchback safety. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Edmonton and Pittsburgh tonight. Tristan Jari, you saw him play in the Western Hockey League, the last uh, WHL champion to win the Memorial Cup. The Edmonton Oil Kings yeah. in 2014. Tristan was the netminder, 940 save percentage. He's been outstanding, and it's amazing, you know, when you look at the, you know, for Matt Murray, it's been Tristan Jari that's been just absolutely grabbing the reins and running with it. Uh, Ten wins in 15 games that he's played this year, which is remarkable. He, he's been outstanding. You know what? He's he's taken over the starting position of this team for the time being. He's always been a goaltender they had high hopes for. He's always been a goaltender that they felt with the right development would be able to step in and push for a job probably didn't see it happening this quickly for Jari but uh, good on him he's a good kid you know what he works hard and uh, right now he's feeling between the pipes that'll be a big test for Edmonton tonight because he's making stops all right Louie a couple other things I want to hit on just uh, regarding the Edmonton orders Adam Larson over the course of the last four games has been an absolute beast he's uh, back he came back obviously missed all that time six weeks uh, had the one game where he went dash four that's affected his plus minus but he has been highly competitive he's been winning puck battles. He's been really authoritative on the ice. Well, I, I just, I go back to the Dallas game a couple games ago, and I, there was a, a shift where he had a real good battle with Ben. You know, Jamie Ben's maybe one of the strongest power forwards in the game. He's an elite player, I get that, but he plays a powered forward type of game. He's got a nasty edge to him, and Larson went in there. He took a high elbow from him at the one time, elbow slap in the face yep. in the corner, and he just kind of brushed it off, and he just continued to bash away and bang away. That's Adam Larson's game. You know what? He takes pride in that. He's a hard guy to play against. He's physical, and when he has that little nasty edge, it makes him even that much more difficult to play against. So good to see that. He missed a lot of times, 22 games. It's not easy to come back from that. You think you can just jump right in and find your stride. There's always going to be a big bump in that recovery road when you're back playing. I think he's passed it. I really do. I think he's had it. He suffered through that. He was very, very honest about the fact that he wasn't feeling great, and uh, looks like he's got his timing back, and now he's starting to be that defenseman they want him to be. Our headliner today, Louis 
Louis DeRuss for touchback safety. Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers now. Louis, switching focus. Uh, since we last had you on, the uh, New Jersey Devils consummated the deal. They traded Taylor Hall. Uh, lots of teams were in on. We, we heard maybe Boston might be one of those teams. We heard maybe Montreal, uh, St. Louis. We heard a lot about Colorado, Calgary, Edmonton. Ultimately, he goes to the Arizona Coyotes. You played there. First of all, does, how does Taylor Hall's acquisition for the Coyotes change the complexion, the makeup of the Pacific Division? Well, I think they're already a pretty good team to begin with. I think they've been playing a terrific team game. And adding a player of his caliber into that mix, it just it makes them that much more potent. Um, he already had an impact, had an assist in the game-winning goal in his first game. They lost last night, um, or two nights ago to Minnesota. Oh, last Dar night. Darcy Camper yeah, did not finish. Did not finish yeah. that game. They gave so, up eight. You know, I, um, I don't know. Listen, he, he's a premier player in the league. He, he absolutely is. He's a Hart Trophy winner. He's a premier player. You inject him into a team, especially in the Pacific Division now in the West. He's comfortable here. He's played here. Uh, yeah, I think it changes the dimensions completely. I think that Arizona wants to be a team that wants to make a playoff spot, wants to contend. They want to push. They had the assets and the and the ability to make that trade happen. I could, I honestly thought that shortly thereafter they were going to announce an extension for Taylor Hall. I mean, I've played in Arizona. It's an amazing place to play. I think he's going to love it there. I think he'll like Rick Tockett as a coach. It'll be really hard for him to look at other offers if it goes well in Arizona for him. If he has a good, strong finish to the season and feels like he's a big part of that team, which he's going to be, he's been playing over 20 minutes when he plays, um, which he should because he can do that. His engine never seems to quit. Uh, yeah, I, I can see him resigning there. Will they sell tickets now that he's there? <laughs> and I mean this yeah, in all sincerity because they've obviously benefited from revenue sharing. Well, right now you go in cap friendly. They've got the most expensive team in the league. It's a little bit deceiving. The Maple Leafs have actually, you know, are up around $94 million in real dollars because they front-loaded a bunch of their contracts. But will it help them sell? Can, can they sell tickets? You know that market. What's the challenge there? Is it where the building is? Is it the lack of fan interest? What exactly is it? I think it's all of those things, to be honest with you. But I also think it's losing. Like anything else, this is, it's not a Canadian market like Edmonton. You look at these Edmonton fans, over years and years of losing, they've stuck with this team, which is remarkable. It's amazing. But that's a Canadian market, and we're so passionate about our game here. And, and I respect that completely because people have followed suit. And, yeah, they have the ability to whine a bit and complain because they put their money where, their where, where this team is, and they've tried to support this team, and that's great. In Arizona, yes, I think there will be an uptick because of Taylor Hall because he's a premier player being brought to the team. That's a sign to the people in Arizona that they want want to win and they are winning I think also though there's a buzz around the team there's some real good young talent there there's some some players that have come on the last few years you know Keller came in and was runner-up you know in the run for rookie of the year when he came in they went out and got Phil Kessel another veteran player now Taylor Hall I mean this is a team that they're starting to build and to, to really be a team for a while that could compete uh, my son Jake was in there with Boston early in the year it's an original six team I understand that Boston has a lot of fan support but he said that was the first time that he can remember that he saw that building full and he said it was an outstanding atmosphere in there. So I hope they do. I hope they sell tickets and I hope that it brings more people into the building because as you know, when we're there, it's, it's a great place to watch a game and um, nothing wrong with having a little more buzz in the Pacific Division. Alright, Louie, let's uh, switch and focus a bit uh, back to Edmonton. Here we got Pittsburgh and Montreal back-to-back -back nights. Should be a couple fun games. I know you're heading off to Vancouver. You're going to do Pittsburgh-Vancouver tomorrow night, the late game on Hockey Night. We're going to see you in Vancouver on Monday. But how hard is it for the players at this time of year when family starts rolling in? <laughs> 
it's different. It certainly adds another element. I mean, I know that some players like it. It's a comfort factor. It makes them relax a bit and makes them settle in, which is better for their game. And then other people deal with it a different way. There's too many things going on. It's scrambling, and it's harder to, to kind of get things done on a day-to-day basis and focus on the game. To each their own. Every every single guy is different, but uh, there's no question. Christmas time is always a little bit more difficult because of that. There's schedules. There's planes coming in. There's you know events that you're having. And kids have you know their assemblies at school and their plays and all that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you what, it can add up on you. But uh, everybody's going through it. Every single player goes through this this time of year, and you just have to deal with it. And I, I always found you know what I like to have a family around. I like the fact that it was uh, that it was Christmas time and that it was a time to spend time together. So it, for me, I always found it a little bit easier, but some players don't deal with it like that. They don't like it because they have such a, a regimented routine. But you know what? This is nice. You know, having uh, having the Pittsburgh Penguins come in and the Montreal Canadiens coming in on a Saturday night, I mean, that's always exciting when they're in town. It'll be a buzz in the building, and that should be a real good uh, atmosphere in here for you to enjoy the game. All right, final question for you, Lou, and it has to do with maybe being a younger player. Yeah. Who stepped up for you and brought you in? Uh, <laughs> because I, I don't know if you guys got three or four. I don't think you got a guaranteed three-day break back in the day. Seems to me you had some boxing days, often against Calgary, yeah. and they were boxing days, literally and figuratively. So I would assume maybe Kelly Buckberger might have been one of the guys. Who were some of the people that brought you in you know, uh, when you early in your embryonic stages as an Edmonton Oiler? You know, Billy Ranford was great. He was unbelievable. He used to have us over for dinner all the time, the young guys, and he would always uh, entertain. And, you know, it was it was terrific that way. And uh, you know what? Craig McTavish, too. We used to have a huge Thanksgiving dinner out at Craig McTavish's in-laws. And it was out in the ranch just west of the city. I love that place. Yeah. Denny Andrews' place. I just loved it. And uh, every time I went out there, it was one level ranch style, and I just fell in love with that that area out there. But we, we had so many terrific veteran players. You were th- nobody was left alone. It was you know there was always somewhere you could go, always somewhere that you were invited. And the best thing about it wasn't I've told you this before, Bob. It wasn't an invitation. It was like, hey, are you doing something for Christmas? No, I don't really have any plans. Okay, you're coming to my place. It wasn't like, hey, would you like to come to my place? It was more or less, you're coming to my place, be there at 6 o'clock. It wasn't an invitation. It was a demand, and I love that. You know, They just didn't allow anybody to sit around and do nothing on those special occasions. It was uh, it was just taken care of. That was a veteran team. You know, Louie, I've never experienced that. Maybe it's always... <laughs> just kidding. Hey, happy holidays, Louie. Happy holidays to you too, bud. That's Louis DeBrusque. We'll be back with more on Oilers Now after this. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Brendan Escott filling in right now for Bob Stoffer. It is an Oilers, excuse me, an Oilers game day. It's also 12:52 here in Edmonton. Got to remind you to make sure and go down and see the gang at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaska, and they're an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. And they've got their own Battle of Alberta going on right now through Christmas Eve. Not too much longer. Chris, Daryl, and Bruce represent the Flames, while Uncle Milt, Johnny, and Earl are on the Oilers' side. And right now. Now a great time to buy because they're clearing out all 2019s up to $14,000 off 2019 Ford F-150s as a matter of fact. The battle is virtually tied right now so give the gang at Brent Ridge a call. That's 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We're still going to hear a little later on in this show from Mark Spector as well as Penguins color analyst Bob Erie. Uh, right now we're going to throw it quickly to 
head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike Sullivan, in conversation with Jack Michaels about, well, former Edmonton Oil King Tristan Jari. What's really impressed the coaching staff this year is just his, his consistency, and I think a lot of that uh, is based on his work ethic. Uh, his daily habits, his daily work ethic has been terrific all year. And he's kept himself ready when he's been given the opportunity. He's he's really taken advantage of it. He, right now, he's seeing the puck really well. He's making big, big saves for us, timely saves for us. Uh, he's given us a chance to win. There's a fine line between repetition and monotony. And repetition is a good thing. Monotony isn't. And our coaching staff is always on guard to try to uh, to try to make sure that uh, you know we're vigilant and, and watching out for that. It was a great opportunity. We thought. To, uh, to allow the guys to to, uh, to play the game outside. I think it brings them back to their childhood days and uh, and it's fun. And so, uh, you know, and, and we and we get a good we get a good skate out of it. Uh, I thought it was a win win for everybody. I know our players enjoyed it. There you go. That's uh, head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike Sullivan, talking about Tristan Jari and uh, practicing outside as well. Uh, creeping up on the Winter Classic once again. It'll be New Year's Day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, this is a big one tonight. The Oilers catching a break. If you'll harken back to last season, the last time that the Pittsburgh Penguins were at Rogers Place, of course, the overtime win. Sidney Crosby tucks it through the legs of Ryan Strom. Beautiful move. Just saw it on a highlight pack the other night, as a matter of fact. So they dodge a bullet in some respects, but Pittsburgh always a tough team. Again, it is Mike Smith in goal for the Oilers tonight. And... If you remember back earlier this season, a solid, solid outing in Pittsburgh. I think he was up over 50 saves, and they turned right back to him and said, you're going to play one of these games. It just makes sense uh, for us to start you against the team who you saw success over earlier this season. We'll get to a couple texts here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. First of all, a shout-out to Brad and Grand Prairie. We've got the uh, 6.30 Chad potluck going on here uh, as we speak, as a matter of fact. And Brad was kind enough to send some chicken our way. It was absolutely delicious. So thank you, Brad. Appreciate that very much. Text from Jay says, I love Cassian and Nurse, but $4 million for Cassian and seven for Nurse is an overpayment on both. With McDavid making 12.5, dry at 8.5, someone needs to take a bargain contract if this group wants to win together and afford some help along the way. If McDavid can take less on a contract so can some other guys what I really liked about Nathan McKinnon and what he was talking about a little earlier on uh, I want to say this was this week perhaps last but he's willing to take that hometown discount for exactly what Jay has just described so would the Oilers be hamstringing themselves a little bit more by signing those guys to those kinds of numbers I mean four million for Cassian that's probably at the upper end of what he's looking at and that's based on his overall career production I think there's a lot of GMs that are going to um not necessarily look past this season's performance, but understand and take it with a grain of salt. A lot of guys come through in their contract year, so there you have it. Nurse, I think he's got to show me a little bit more to be a $7 million player. He's also got half a season left to do that and to turn things around, so that'll start tonight. Pittsburgh Penguins in town. That's 5.30 for the face-off show. 7 o'clock puck drop here on 6.30. Chad, right now we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell back with Sportsnet Spec. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.